Happy Monday. Welcome to the Sneak Preview. I'm Connor Izagari. I'm Caleb Boucher. And today we're discussing our first MCU film of the year, Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What a wacky film with major implications for the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward and is proving to be kind of divisive. So uh, I'm, in, I'm excited to talk about this today. Uh, spoiler alert, we both really liked it. Uh, but we... All the way. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot to talk about here. Uh, this, this film took some fucking risks. Uh, All of them. Yeah. But before we get into it. We had this franchise for like how long? Like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with risk taking this extremely long running. Yeah. And based off what Faye said very recently, 10 more years of film getting planned right now. So still ongoing long running franchise. I'm okay with risk taking. Yeah. This is the 28th film in the MCU. And, you know, we're also like seven shows deep. So it's time to start getting, you know, start, start fucking things up a little bit. I'm okay with that. Yeah. The only thing I have is I really kind of wish I knew where we're heading right now. So real hazy on what the ultimate end goal of this storyline is. Well, I I f- multiverse stuff, but I feel like we're going to be getting that. I feel like Ant-Man three is going to be the one that establishes exactly where we're going here. Cause you know, they said Kang is going to be the next big bad. We, we saw him teased in Loki. That's our next time we see Kang. So I think that's where we're going to get a little bit more of the overall story. Which is funny that like it's going to be Ant-Man because like, let's just be honest, like I've enjoyed both movies, but I always, it's always felt like that's the lesser franchise for them. Like they're just like, yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. I feel like at this point, you know, because it's all connected, there's not really a lesser, lesser franchise anymore. It's all this one franchise, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Uh, except for Moon Knight, that's kind of the stepchild right now. <laughs> no one's they, re- they weren't, weren't really willing to uh, in- integrate uh, Moon Knight, so they just it's just kind of there. Yeah, which I had mixed things on. Like on one end, I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is refreshing after like you know over a decade of everything being connected. Like, oh, okay, something not directly connected is obviously in the MCU. It's just not going direct. You know, talk about any of the big stuff. Cool. Okay. Then after, but on the other side, I was like, I kind of want some of those connections, especially after like these, the tease. I was like, yeah, maybe should have benefited from a connection or two. I'm just saying. I think it'd be neat if in Thor Love and Thunder to establish that Gore, the God Butcher is serious. He fucks up the Egyptian pantheon and like rips Khonshu in half. But, you know, that probably won't happen. comes to help. <laughs> Oscar Isaac's been really good at secrets. He's actually going to be in Thor Love and Thunder helping out. Maybe. I I don't know. We'll see. I think it's funny that Oscar Isaac's been kind of typecast as the like Marvel character with ties to ancient Egypt after X-Men Apocalypse and now Moon Knight. <laughs> sure that wasn't an accident. Uh, but before we get into Doctor Strange, let's see what happened last week in film. Last week in film. We got five trailers to talk about today. Uh, first up, the full trailer for David Cronenberg's new body horror movie, Crimes of the Future, starring Viggo Mortensen, Leia Seydoux, and Kristen Stewart. It's theaters on June 10th. And yeah, this is, uh, this is some classic Cronenberg. This feels weird as fuck. I read that he wrote this like 20 years ago and has been waiting for the right time. Uh, here we are. What does that even mean for Cronenberg? Waiting for the right time. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> what does this goddamn man know? 
no, this like I was already intrigued enough by the fact that this is Cronenberg's like first written directed feature like in a while, in a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also that it looks like you know with it he's going back to the body horror stuff that he's very you know well known for obviously. Um, and then that teaser really got me intrigued, but you know it was a teaser, so it's not like they showed a whole lot. Wow, this trailer! When I saw it, I was like, I was looking for. I remember I'd already read that, like, hey, the trailers come out tomorrow. Like, well, well, like I was reading that everywhere, and I was like, oh, we're finally getting the full trailer. And I watched it, and I was like, wow, I am fucking like beyond pumped now to see this in theater, to see Cronenberg back on the big screen where he belongs. Yeah, potentially for the you know last time thing on if he has no movie in him or not, you know, but. Yeah, this looks wild. I cannot wait for this. Yeah, me too. This I I'm you know I I love Cronenberg. I think he's a weirdo, but you know in the best way. And I love the relationship he's forged with Vigo Mortensen now after Eastern Promises and a history of violence and bringing Vigo into the body horror is is just gravy. So I I think this is going to be weird as shit, but you know definitely something I'm excited to talk about. Yeah. I like how uh, I know you haven't seen it yet. I don't know how interested you're on the new Star Trek series on Paramount Plus, but he pops up, Cronenberg pops up in Discovery as a recurring character. I remember the first time I was watching, I was like, is that Cronenberg? <laughs> I looked at him, I was like, holy shit, that's Cronenberg. That's hilarious. I love that. Next up, the new trailer for DC League of Super Pets, an animated DC adventure starring Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, hits theaters on July 29th. Yeah, okay, I'll go. It's like, do I need it? Do I need a, a movie about Superman's dog? Not really, but I'll go. Looks good. I I like that DC. I was getting scared at first when the new management came in because you know they made that merge with Discovery. Um and the, the fucking dumbass in charge was like, I need a Kevin Foggy type. We we're going to restart and look at DC. And I was like, God damn it, leave them alone. They're on a good streak right now. And it looks like he may have just been talking out his ass so far because I haven't heard a peep since. They often do. Producers, they're just windbags who don't really. Have yeah, a- <laughs> guy. Anyway, guy's a fucking idiot as far as I'm concerned. Like DC, and I'm saying that because look, DC's doing fine. Like I like that they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. Like they're not. It's not really all connected. It's just like different types of films are having a little bit of fun, having this individuality happening. And you know, yeah, not exact. Obviously, not my right up my alley with doing this whole league of super pets but hey they want to do an animated dc film for the you know the families fuck it do it because after that we got black adam coming out it's supposed to be aquaman 2 but now it's shazam so like you know it's not like we don't have some badass dc looking stuff coming up down the line but you know they want to do this thing for the families have a little bit fun cool unless we're making it like a primary for sneak preview i'm not going to rush out to theaters to see it I'll, I'll, I can rent it. It's what we've got coming out that week. But honestly, like, you know, if we want to go see it, great. But we could just do like a top 10, you know, DC movies or something like that. You know, it's sky's the limit. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see Keanu Reeves as kind of a, you know, a weird, a little weird Batman who's like very into licensing his image. I think that's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Johnson and Hart have fantastic chemistry, as we've seen many times. So I think this will be. At the very least, you know, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll, it'll be entertaining. Like I said, it's I appreciate DC's approach. I like that because of it, we're getting a film like this. So hey, fuck it. I will say this. 
shitty title. I think, you know, DC League of Super Pets, that that's wordy. I would have just called it like crypto. I think they need to just drop the whole DCs in their titles. Like, okay, we get it. Just do what Marvel does. Like, put it on the poster and then obviously have it pop up on screen. But you don't need to put it in as an official part of your title. You're good. <laughs> it's like if Doctor Strange 2 was called Marvel's Other Sorcerer Movie. It's like, no, we, you don't need to get that specific. We, we know. Yeah. And also, like, once you do the trailer and you see Superman and Batman and you don't know it's DC, like, come on. Are you really a comic book fan? <laughs> Taking your young ch- children to, you know, aspiring comic book fans to the theater at that point? No, you're kind of an idiot. You remember early 2000s, there was a TV, sh- a cartoon show, Crypto the Super Dog. You remember that? Yeah. You ever watch that? Uh, a couple episodes. I remember I watched a few of them, and there was one where, like, Superman goes to the kid and is like, hey, you found my dog. And the guy's like, the kid's like, yeah, I love him. And Superman's like, well, will you take care of him for me? And I remember thinking that that dog has your powers. Like this is incredibly irresponsible of you, Superman. Like that kid, that dog's gonna murder that child by accident any day now. But you do you, Supes. Yeah, crypto's been popping up. I think in Tyson's, they've had like a version of crypto in that with uh, Superboy. They did a, an episode of crypto uh, on Smallville. I remember it was just a dog that had been like affected by kryptonite and turned into a super dog, and it was a weird one. They tried to do everything on Smallville. Everything got a little bit, except Batman. They never touched Batman, but everything else got a little bit of, like, you know, they did a Deathstroke episode where he was just, like, some general who happened to be named Slade. Okay. They didn't try very hard. <laughs> my very my, my favorite version of Deathstroke was uh, Season 2 of Arrow. Dude, mine would Bennett. Bennett. It. <laughs> yeah. That dude was fucking great as Deathstroke. Holy shit. Remember those days when that was like the best DC was offering was the CW stuff. Remember that, the, that brief like year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I think they got, I, it's, they got two CW'd. Even as someone who's been keeping up, they got two CW'd. I still stand that like they finally got some win with the, actually they got win back to me with Superman and Lois and Stargore. But both of those are very clearly don't have CW breathing down their neck. You know what I mean? Stargirl like an HBO Max show though. So, that was when DC's universe shit existed, that app. And yeah. it was supposed to be for that, but then there was, like, the it was getting merged, so then they, like, they hold it out to CW so it could get aired. Um, so that that's why I say that one and Superman and Lois, to me, have actually benefited the most in getting second win for that whole thing because, yeah, Star Wars clearly made it a people that have nothing to do with the CW, so it's actually, like, to me, it's been pretty solid. I've enjoyed both seasons. It's a lot of fun. And Superman and Lois, like, yeah, it's part of the Arrowverse, but, like, I don't know if, like, the people in charge could give two shits less about CW and Arrowverse, because it does not feel any those no goddamn hallway talks. It's not melodrama. And I remember thinking, like, when I read it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to be about Superman and his family. And so far, there has not been, like, heavy melodrama. They're like, uh, it'll be, like, a realistic moment. They'll be like, hey, okay, let's get some super action. Like, come on, we gotta go. We don't want to wallow in this shit for too long. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's amazing what happens when you don't let CW tell you how to fucking show. Isn't it amazing now, how Supernatural completely avoided most of that shit? Yeah. That's what I say, like, Superman Lois feels like if you ever was doing shit like Supernatural and the first couple seasons of Arrow, it feels like that, but I think it might be a little too late with that show because 
CW is apparently just going cancel happy with everything. Everyone seems to be doing that right now. Um, next up, A24's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. A horror satire that sends up millennials at a sleepover. Comes out August 5th. And this looks outrageous and timely. And I, I hope that they I hope they nail it. Like, if this doesn't work 100%, it's going to be obnoxious as fuck. I really hope they, they get this right. It looks like they're going to. Yeah, no, it did, look, I've been saying, I, I've said it before already quite a bit. A24 is real. I really like whatever approach they are doing this year to vary what they usually do in the genre space. I'm not talking about all the outside genre stuff they do, but in the genre space, it's fucking working. Like between X, everywhere, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like those nailed are some of the, my favorite films I've seen this year. Um, Men looks great. Like, I cannot wait for that. Like, this looks really good now. Like, I I don't know who in charge of what happened, what wake-up call they had, but I'm I'm happy because, yeah, this looks really funny to me. I'm, I'm like you, yeah, if, if it looks like they're going to nail it, yeah, if they don't, it's going to be obnoxious, but they do it right. It's going to be a really nice critique, I'm sure, on millennials and Gen Z, whatever the two the generations all they're taking – their stabs at um but yeah it looks like a lot of fun i've heard it's it's like slasher meets like a twisted version of clue like they have at least because at first like i was getting worried when they were like oh don't expect it to be flown i was like oh they're doing it but i'm like wait this is the first time they've actually kind of given a warning instead of like yeah it's a horror film and then but they've been very upfront this time about being like hey yes it's horror but it's very much like a whodunit style mystery so think like a fucked up version of clue and i'm like okay yeah, I can work I can with that. I think, you know, I, I think uh, Pete Davidson's really funny. And it looks like he's going to be really funny in this when he, like, when he's like, you know, I look like I fuck. And that's the vibe that I want to put out there. <laughs> this is going to be silly. I feel, I feel like that was ad-libbed by him because this man has fucked Kate Beckinsale and now he's fucking Courtney Kardashian, or not Courtney, Kim Kardashian. You know, he may have fucked Courtney. Who knows? He's just fucking his way through Hollywood, and I I love that he's become like the bane of Kanye West's existence. I love how like there are there are legit people that hate this guy just because he's been linked to these beautiful women. I'm like, you're just jealous because you've masturbated, fantasized about these women all your life. You stand no chance because they don't know you. He got famous enough and talented enough to actually bang them. Yeah, that's what happened here. This dude's a hero to me. Like he. He's he's living out all of our fantasies and he's funny as shit. That's I don't care. I'm 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 happy with the guy. I want to see what he does next. He makes me laugh. He's one of the better members of um when he was on SNL. He was one of the better members anyway. I really liked the King of Staten Island. Thought that was really funny and really endearing. Uh yeah, I think his stand-up's funny. I like the guy. Yeah, I liked his I liked his brief version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the guy who ratted him out. It's shot to yeah. death on the beach. That was cute. You put me in a... There's a fucking werewolf here? <laughs> um, next up, Don't Worry Darling, a psychological thriller from Olivia Wilde starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Comes out September 23rd. Was not what I expected when I went into this trailer. Uh, but I didn't know this was going to be like some kind of psychological sci-fi thing. So I don't really know what this is and I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued with this. I'm like... I know I've, I've said a couple times, I'm not the biggest fan of, I wasn't the biggest fan of Booksmart, so. 
And I haven't really been that on to Olivia Wilde's acting career prior to this, so I'm not exactly what one could call the hugest fan of this this lady. Um, but this looked very intriguing. I do like Florence Pugh. I think she's a wonderful actress. Harry Styles, I guess, has decided to uh, take acting more than a music career, but I, I like this brief bit in Eternals, and it looks like he's going to be really good here. And I like Chris Pine. It looks like Chris Pine's really going to be chewing up the scenery as like a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. Chris Pine's in this as well. Forgot. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very intrigued by this. And look, the the baser side of me, the hints of seeing Florence Plute, Florence Pugh going at it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit it. I can admit that. Fuck it. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> we'll see it. And it'll be interesting. Next up, the teaser for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Starring Daniel Radcliffe as the king of song parodies, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, premieres on the Roku channel later this year. Does not yet have an official release date, but is uh, likely going to come out in 2022. This looks outrageous. I love that Weird Al is getting a movie. I love that Daniel Radcliffe is playing him. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in on the spyography. <laughs> like the cast, like it's Weird Al Yankovic. Like, okay. Yeah, it's going to be funny. And Weird Al, is uh, he's writing it too. I think he, he's co-writing it. So... <laughs> I hope he has a cameo. He probably will. He'll be like working the accordion store or something. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll be like a really harsh critic of him or something. That'd be funny. You're never gonna make it, Al. <laughs> Just he's like the executive who's like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> you can't do a song called "White and Nerdy." That's dumb. <laughs> This is yeah. I, I've always been a fan of Weird Al. I think he's ridiculous, but also like really cool and funny. And yeah, I like somebody who doesn't take themselves that seriously. And he's like the king of not taking himself so seriously. He's built a career off just mocking, <laughs> doing parody songs. Like that's his career is parody songs. Yeah, and they're catchy as shit. I I like them. <laughs> I saw Fair him in me. concert a few years ago. He puts on a good show. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin got tickets for his birthday and uh, no one else would go with him. So I, I, I volunteered and uh, I had more fun than he did. <laughs> did he not know who Weird Al Yankovic was? Was he not prepared before no, he, he went in? He liked it. Like he liked Weird Al, but he was like, yeah, he, he knew him. Like he had fun, but like, I was, I was like, this is awesome. And just like, ah, like I got really into it. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. <laughs> that'll be fun and then i forgot a sixth bonus trailer only released with dr strange avatar uh, the way of water uh, um, yeah what tw- 13 13 years in the making i think at this point yep uh here we are and you know oh, what yeah. it looks amazing but so does everything else right it doesn't look like it stands out in terms of cgi it just looks really good doesn't yeah, we're right. waiting 13 years for. So look, like first off, there was a shit ton of trailers that played when I went to go see Doctor Strange. To the point that I remember it was kind of like when I went to go see No Way Home with the audience. Like after the fifth trailer, it was like, play the fucking movie. Like a trailer, you hear the audience go, "Oh my god!" Like, like see, like stop playing trailers. We know what you're here. So either way, point is, I had drank a lot for the movie. So I got to the point where I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm going to rush to the bathroom real quick before this movie starts, at least one last time, so I'm not getting up during the movie. I went during the fucking Thor trailer, because I was like, I'll just go now, because I've seen this trailer online, I'll be fine. 
I come back and it's silence. And I'm like, oh shit, the movie's about to start. So I'm like running to get in there for so I can see everything. And then I'm looking and I'm like, oh, that isn't the Marvel logo. And all of a sudden Pandora shows up. I'm like, oh, I came back in time for this stupid fucking trip. Ah, god damn it. And yeah, I, I watched it. I I felt empty. It was like, yeah, this visually, like I've said about Cameron before, like visually looks stunning. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing story-wise in that trailer that made me go, I need to see this. I just remember going, you're going to have a shit story mixed with amazing visuals. Fuck you, James Cameron. Well, the first one was Pocahontas. Maybe this one will be like Bambi or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it. I guess Jake Sully has a family now. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if this is racist, but I can't tell the blue people uh, from the other blue people. I don't know who is who. How dare you? I doubt I'm alone in that. You ist. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm racist when it comes to tall blue aliens. Sue me. <laughs> it's. I mean, the water effects look great. Do they look like again? 13 years like wow water sure. effects look great when i play assassin's creed valhalla <laughs> i'm sure this will right. play great in china that's exactly what happened with the first one domestically i don't i don't know <laughs> that's if disney even releases this shit disney to their i'll give this this much they don't back down when it comes to the whole like you can't have this in the movie they're like then we're not fucking showing it fuck you i appreciate that uh but also i mean i don't I don't think there's going to be any any I don't, I don't think it's, in the Avatar. It's James Cameron. I get the idea that he is probably. I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh boy! <laughs> See that James Cameron probably doesn't. He might be a little homophobic. We're going on a limb. Where does this limb come from? I'm just assuming things. <laughs> just assume. There's no. Bro. There's no no. I'm just saying. I don't see him putting any of um that stuff in his movies. Um. Look, I just. Why can't I get the James Cameron I want back? Why can't I get Aliens, the Terminator 1 and 2, True Lies, The Abyss? Like The James that Cameron thing? that we knew and loved died in the Titanic. It Not sank. It sank with the Titanic. <laughs> Is it sad yeah. that like, if the Titanic's on, I check to see if it's the ending of the movie when the ship crashes, and if it's not, I change it? <laughs> I I don't know. I, Cameron, this the amount of work he's put into this and the future he's got planned for avatar this oh this better work out for him otherwise maybe we'll get our wish and this will just go away i hope i i need him to have like a flop so you can have a, a humbling moment be like maybe i should go back to my roots yes cameron go back to what yeah. made you famous please well i mean please. he started with piranha 2 the spawning so maybe this is him going back to his roots <laughs> never Monsters forget water that's what he started with Never forget that you made a lesser Piranha film, James Cameron. <laughs> Have you seen the original? The original was actually a lot of fun. I like the original Piranha. I've seen the 2010 Piranha. I haven't seen the original Piranha. I stand by the 2010 one. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was fun and sexy. I just like, oh, and I was like, oh, shit, he's in Piranha. So, Christopher Lloyd was there for some reason. So I was just like, ah. I like him. And Gary O'Connell was clearly playing fucking Goals Gone Wild, dude. A dick. Fucking hilarious. A, rec- a recently bitten off dick floating through the, the ocean. That that was fun. And yeah. just watching porn stars get ripped apart. I mean, who doesn't love that? 
You know, the fact that they cast porn stars, I mean, I was like, nice. You know what kind of movie you got? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Avatar 2 comes out December something. I don't know. I'm going to see Shazam first. I think, it's, I think it's on my birthday or around my birthday, which really pisses me off. Happy birthday. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. The gift that keeps on taking. I, I, one year I get fucking Spider-Man, No Way Home, and I'm happy. And then, and then this year it's fucking Avatar 2. <laughs> Yeah, this past year I got Scream, which was awesome. I wonder what I'll get in 2023. I was going to say Scream 6, but it's, that comes out in March. Yeah, I got my 5 Cream. Not getting my 6 Cream next year until March. Cream 6. 6 Cream 6. 6 Cream 6. <laughs> uh, all right, next up. That's all trailers. Let's talk directing. Louis Leterrier. I hope I got that right. Director of The Incredible Hulk. Now You See Me and Clash of the Titans has replaced Justin Lin as director of Fast X, which has begun filming. Uh, this guy apparently has a rep for handling difficult people such as Edward Norton, Jesse Eisenberg, and Sam Worthington. So, can he handle Vin Diesel? Only time will tell. I like how they just looked at his filmography and went, he knows how to handle difficult people. Hey, you want to try to handle Vin Diesel? I wonder, what kind of, I wonder what kind of meeting that was. Like, all right, man. Look, Ben Diesel successfully had our director who did five of these movies leave. All right. We know you've directed difficult people before. We know we're asking a lot. But will you finish this movie and do whatever you can to just handle the one known as Diesel? And he's just probably thinking, he goes, I got this. Reminded me of that South Park episode where they were doing Little League and Randy kept picking fights with Little League dads, but like Vin Diesel is the bat dad, like the one that no one can defeat. And they get Randy and he's like, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> that's that's this. It's yeah. Terry A's got his work got his work come out, come out uh, his work cut out for him, and now he's like, Vin Diesel, the ultimate difficult <laughs> actor. Can I do this? <laughs> what if like he has like a playbook? Like he just goes, I have this, and he is like prepared. He's like, all right, if he comes in late, starts harassing everyone, okay, we'll go with this move. You know, okay, this will be a good play for today. He's got a book of strategies, and like, there's one, like, there's like a level five he's only used once, and it's like locked in a case, and he's like, it opens. It's like in case, like in case of Norton level emergency, <laughs> and he pulls it out. And he's like, all right, Vin, I didn't hear no bell. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine having to be the guy to handle difficult actors. I mean, Jesus Christ, throw the fuck up, actors. Like, just be professional. It's a job. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's why I, I really agreed with a lot of people that are talking about, like, the whole um, um, method acting when I was becoming a thing. Everyone was, like, talking about how like, it comes off, like, it's pretentious. I'm like, yeah, it is, because at the end of the day, like, they for, these actors a lot of times they forget and it has everything to do with like the fame and the studios bending over fucking backwards for them yeah so it's not all it's it's a lot of stuff going into it but they they get this idea that they are the only important thing in the universe the only thing that matters and not the fact that they're holding up the hundreds of crew members that are waiting on them and want to go home to their families because they're showing up late the in this case the almost a million a day 
Vin Diesel calls the fucking studio looking for a new director. Because I don't know if you if you read that, literally up to a million a day that they did not have a director. So the budget has now skyrocketed God knows how much because of that. We are paying well, actors way too much fucking money. It's ridiculous. I recently found it was revealed. Do you know how much Will Smith made for Men in Black 3? Somewhere in the middle. I know he's like one of the highest paid actors. Well, he was till the slot. <laughs> he was. He was the single highest paid actor for this movie. It's the most salary, most single film salary an actor's ever gotten. $100 million. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. That's ridiculous. I uh, they want to wear the poor keep staying poor. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, and this, you know, if you're making $100 million, If you know that you're worth $100 million to a studio, you're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's, yeah. it's that, you know, mentality that we got to fucking crush. I, I hate this. I hate that. Yeah, a lot of them forget. And that's, and who knows? I would love for, like, to hear uh, the snooter writer. I'm not going to try to say his name, so I really don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling a night of, I don't want to have another, like, episode where I butcher names here. But I really hope he just, like, has a screaming match from it. I hope there's another screaming match from it, but he wins this time. Calls him, like, a candy ass and stuff. And he's like, you need me on fucking time. Like he's like worse. Like Vin Diesel tries to test him, and he's like, "All right, Ben." Leterrier brings out all this pent up aggression from all the movies he's had to work with these people, and just starts screaming at him like, "You know, don't be a candy. I show up on time for God's sake. Shut the fuck up!" Like all at once, <laughs> and Vin is just like, <laughs> he's he's like off. "Okay." He just gets in his face. I will skull fuck you if you show up late. One more day, you son of a bitch. Vin skulks away. Tyrese comes up and is just like, tear. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. As, as Vin's like skulking away, and you better remember your fucking lines and be in shape, you fat fuck. Jesus just like Christ. Yelling at him, berating him. <laughs> just... <laughs> Gotta cry, big boy. Gotta cry. <laughs> oh, boy. You... You, you want to go do a new Riddick? You got to finish this fucking franchise. Like, just starts going off. He starts muttering to himself, what, I need 10 of these fucking movies, goddamn cars, and I want to fucking be here. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, there's a whole new problem <laughs> instead of best right. <laughs> <laughs> What if, Literally like, he does such boy, a damn... He created a monster. <laughs> he does such, like, a damn good job at this point. He's just like, he looks at the studio, he just barges in. I'm doing the 11th movie. I'm ending this. Like, wait, well, wait. But Lewis, like, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You hired me to fix your fucking problem. I'm doing the 11th movie. I will destroy Vin Diesel. <laughs> he just has like... And you know what? We're doing a 12th. Just because <laughs> I don't like the way you fucking looked at me. <laughs> and you're paying for it. Jesus. And Diesel like comes in afterwards, goes, I'm really sorry. Can we just end the franchise? He's got Vin on a fucking dog chain. <laughs> He's just <laughs> like, tell him you're sorry. <laughs> tell him you're sorry and you get a biscuit. <laughs> God damn. It's just weird that like this guy has such a track record for working with like notoriously difficult actors. And so they went what they went to him. It's funny as hell. It is. It's almost like he knows something. Like he is their secret weapon. 
they like get Vin Diesel in line. What if like he makes him apologize to like The Rock? He's like, oh, oh, you have beef? You have fucking beef? Come on, bud. Come on, boy. Because he has him on the leash. <laughs> Come on. He he always was like every time he's directing, he has a black t-shirt that says, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> he just he just waits. <laughs> ah, good luck, Leterrier. I hope it works out for you. I'm yeah, in all serious. Yeah, in all serious, good luck. Because apparently Vin Diesel is quickly somehow went from like bright feature when he first started out between like you know pitch black and fucking the fast and furious and triple x and all this stuff to only this franchise because he is among the most difficult motherfuckers to work with apparently so good luck you're stepping into some pretty mediocre shoes here i hope you can fill them uh good luck <laughs> next up i thought this was cool justin Lin's so happy. i was about to say justin Lin's probably so happy right now he gets like, to do I'm just anything producing. else. <laughs> he yeah. <is> so <laughs> that was funny. Um, like, what if the new director goes after him next for like quitting? He just starts going after him. He's in his. Dustin Lin gets swooped up by Marvel and ends up accident like the, the project he ends up getting is like a Groot spinoff. <laughs> He's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Pops in out of nowhere to start berating him. Sees that much of a monster now at this point, thanks to the Fast and Furious. Diesel will not do a fourth Riddick without him. He's like, I want Justin to do the new Riddick. He does an Instagram video. He's like, he's my brother, and we're going to do it together. And Justin's like, fuck you, from like 20 feet away. <laughs> What if, like, Vin Diesel keeps trying to do this stuff, but now Lewis is, like, on the wolf path? So anytime he does this stuff, he just comes and goes, what, you just fucking Instagram? Oh, you want him to direct the fourth fucking Riddick movie, huh? Huh? On the Fast X set, Vin starts Instagramming, and you just see a hand just pop! <laughs> hit the phone out of his hand, and you just hear Louis go, we're working! And the video cuts out. <laughs> you just hear him punching. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Oh, geez. I, yeah, this is great. They got a fucking Wrangler on set. They really did. That's what they did. They're like, can we get someone that can wrangle this guy? <laughs> oh, all right. Good, good stuff. Uh, John Woo is remaking his own film. He's going to be doing a remake of The Killer for Peacock. Uh, sweet. I mean, I don't really want a remake of The Killer, but if it's John Woo doing The Killer again, okay, sure. It's really, it's really interesting how they're getting these, like, these guys to come in and remake their own work, because they're doing the same thing with Parasite on fucking HBO. I'm like, the movie exists. Why are you just getting the director to come in and do the same fucking thing? Are I you wonder about understand? that Parasite thing. Is that still going to be in Korea, or are they like relocating it to like California? I think it's going to relocate to America. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Ah, we'll see. Nah. Uh, the Killer's so good. I know I've been trying to get you to watch The Killer for a long time. It's a fucking awesome movie. You make it sound like I don't want to watch it. Like That one I, I don't mind watching. That's a movie up my alley. Not, you know, Oscar. 
from us, admittedly. We all know that. <laughs> no one's making you watch any Oscar dramas. Not anymore. Well, in a few weeks. Yeah, you shut your mouth. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, like, hmm? So you shut your mouth on that comment. You'll like this. Ana de Armas is going to star in a John Wick spinoff called Ballerina. I was very excited to hear that. I hope it actually happens. Unlike, like, what is it, the Expendables that never fucking happen? What a terrible fucking title, first of all. Uh, no wonder it didn't happen. <laughs> Any movie was going to get me too to hell. It's the Expendables. <laughs> I think it's interesting that they keep doing these, like, female spinoffs, and then I hear nothing about them for years. I'm like, What's the holdup? Like, what's taking so long? I hope this one happens. I like Anna Armas a lot. Um, I love the John Rick franchise. I'm still kind of mad that I'm not getting four this year. So I'm waiting on my Continental show. Yeah. Oh, the one starring Norm Gibson. Well, they were like really surprised at the like the backlash that happened almost instantly. He got announced. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird how tone deaf Hollywood is sometimes. We're like, what? You don't like people don't like Mel Gibson? When when did this happen? But you guys both Hacksaw Ridge, yeah, because we didn't see him. He just directed it. He wasn't in front of the camera. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> but you're uh, asking an audience to watch a guy in front of the camera that went on a huge anti-Semitic rant, blah blah blah. Look, straight up, I'm probably gonna watch this show. It's three episodes. I like this universe. I'll give it a shot. I didn't get as mad as other people did. I'll say it right now. But at the same time, I get the anger. I absolutely get the anger in the backlash. Yeah, me too, sugar tits. I'm excited. Let's do this. <laughs> I always think of like Jim Norton with this now because of that stand up. <laughs> just blow me. <laughs> did you read the sign? It's great stuff. Yeah, he's. He's one of those weird people who this shit just kind of bounces off of. Uh, and you know what? I I, I like I was, his films. I don't like the guy, but I like his films. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, I did really enjoy after the slap where like interviewers were purposely like almost trying to get him in the corner and he'd be like, ha ha and then like doing this con- like constantly like, shushing himself. And I'm like, oh my god, Mel. Oh my god. Well, I love his reactions. Like, <laughs> ah, nice yeah. time. Ah, no, no, not this time. <laughs> you guys can't get me a third time. God. Uh bad news comes in threes. He's gonna do it again. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it's going to happen, and it's gonna be on camera or microphone. I'm just waiting. It's going to happen like when Lethal Weapon 5 finally happens. Like he just has a, a freak out. And then, you, then we could just be like Danny Glover really does get, does get to say he's too old for this shit in real life. <laughs> uh, um, next up, this bummed me out. Character actor Mike Haggerty has died at 67 years old. Uh, he was known for playing Mr. Trigger on Friends. I don't know. And appeared in such films as So I Married an Axe Murderer, Inspector Gadget, Speed 2, Cruise Control, Dick Tracy, and Brewster. <laughs> I really liked Mike Haggerty. I didn't know his name, but he was one of those guys like, who I always noticed and I really liked. Uh, Inspector Gadget, I grew up with that movie. He plays Sykes, Dr. Claw's like, weird men- uh, 
minion guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that now. Yeah, undisclosed reasons. Uh, we lost him. It's a damn shame. I love character actors, and he always made me smile. There's. Have you ever seen So I Married an Axe Murderer? No, I've been wanting to. I've heard it's actually really good from a lot of people. It's really good. It's really funny. There's a scene where um, Mike Myers is trying to place an ad for uh, his parents' anniversary, and he overhears somebody talking about a murder that he thinks his fiance might have committed. And it's uh, Michael Richards, like right before, like in the middle of Seinfeld, and Mike Haggerty just talking. And <laughs> he pisses off Michael Richards, who like freaks out and, like, you know, it's like, look, look at the insensitive man, like makes a scene and leaves. And Mike Haggerty just turns to Mike Myers and goes, he was my ride home. <laughs> the great, great punchline. Ah, rest in peace, man. I always liked Mike Haggerty. Yep. R.I.P. <laughs> I don't have as much. I wasn't familiar with him, but R.I.P. I know. He's one of those guys. You've probably seen him in a dozen movies. You just, you know, it's not coming to, to mind. He was in a, he had 115 credits. He was in a ton of shit. I've definitely probably seen him something. I probably had many of that guy moments with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, that takes us to the Shutter movie of the week. Tell us about the twin. It has Teresa Palmer in it. Uh, I guess her next big horror project after Wrong Bodies and Lights Out. I'm sure there's some more stuff I'm getting. But those are the two that always come to mind when it comes to horror with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. Uh, it had uh, like, look, I'm starting to realize real quick. Um, this actually has nothing to do with Shutter. This has the fact that, that I am just not into the paranormal stuff anymore because I'm tired of seeing the same fucking scares over and over and over and fucking over. God, it's the same fucking scares. And for the first hour, this is portrayed as what the fuck's going on in the house? Weird shit's happening. So I'm staring on. I've seen this. In a better film called Lights Out with you, Teresa Palmer, which I really liked you in. Um, yeah, so the first like first hour is just kind of like I'm I've seen this before. I'm I'm kind of tuned out. She has a weird accent. Like I can't tell if she was trying to do like her native like language or American. Like, I don't know. It was weird. I was like, what's going on with your voice uh here? Um, but with that said, once you get past that hour. The movie starts to do a lot of mind manipulation, starting to really fuck with you on what's real and what isn't, and completely just pulls the rug out from you at the end of it. And I remember thinking, if you had done this sooner, God, this would have been a great film. Because after that hour, I was invested. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Like, there was like, like you know, like for example, like there was one scene where um, she brings her this lady in that has believed her about all the weird shit going on, and she's like, look, see. And she takes her to her son's room and she's like, hey, because she's determined they're trying to take her son. So that's why she's bringing later to help them out. She goes, hey, here's my son, Elliot. We see the son. The lady comes in and goes, is this some kind of joke? What's wrong with you? And leaves. And I remember thinking, going, wait, what the fuck? Like, he's right there. What are you talking about? And that's what I'm talking about. Like, those little moments like that where it starts to, like, fuck with your mind. Like, okay, what's going on here? Um... And then, like I said, it really has like a fuck. It kind of punches you a little bit in the end with how they pull the rug out. And I mean, I was like, "Oh shit!" Didn't see that one coming. Um, but with that said, like, I would give this like by a six because you have to make it through that first hour of like 
you've seen this before. This makes your full and paranormal that I've seen a thousand times before. That isn't anything different. Well, I think with that glowing recommendation, I think I'll pass. Yeah. That said, uh, all hope is lost because there's still the sadness coming out. And I cannot fucking wait for the sadness. I've heard so much fucked up shit about it. And I cannot wait to experience it. And then the found footage documentary is coming out this month on Shutter that I'm actually looking forward to. Nice. I've noticed that in, in ghost movies too. It's really hard to, to be original anymore. Like there's not, I mean, it's, it's been done. There's no... I don't really know if there's anywhere else to go, but I'm, you know, I want people to keep trying because someone somewhere is going to figure out something that has not yet been done. And we're going to freak the fuck out when we see it. And I can't yeah, wait. I'm, I'm not saying like it can't still be something new with this subgenre, but I think, and I honestly, I didn't get tired of this subgenre horror really until Conjuring took off. Because once Conjuring took off, it's all we got. And like, I'll, you know, I know we did it a long time ago, like top 10 best 2000s. As long as you can tell, that was when I was a teenager. So a lot of that in-your-face score, a lot of that more extreme shit is what I'm into. It's probably why I love a lot of the 80s stuff and all the weird stuff that Josh is showing the ears because it's very much in line with what I like. So I tend to really enjoy the shit out of it. Um, whereas, like, the, the supernatural stuff, like, unless, like, you got a really compelling story or, like, good characters like Poltergeist or um, the first Insidious film or something like that, like, Half time I'm staring on. Oh my god, I fucking seen this before. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, them's the bricks. But I'm glad that you're still. You know, every every time Shutter does a new one, you know, you get, you get your your two cents. It's intriguing, and I'm I'm gonna try to watch the sadness. You you've you've built it up. I want to see it. That's because I've heard fucked up. I've heard it's fucking crazy. Like, I I need to see this. Well, I hope it's good. Uh, I know it was really good. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <sighs> Here we are. Marvel, 28 films in. Uh, still good. Still good. Still enjoying this ongoing tapestry. And this one was a hard PG-13. I was surprised at how much uh, Disney allowed in this movie, there is some a lot of brutal deaths, some really freaky moments. I'm sure a lot of kids got some nightmares from this one. Uh, but overall, exciting, risky, fun, enjoyable, and uh, yeah, enough said. Where do you uh, where do you stand on this one? I liked it a lot too. I thought you know I I apparently were in the minority and uh, a friend group I am in with, or at least one person in that friend group I was talking to. Uh, she liked it a lot too. So apparently we're kind of in the minority on this. But that's what I've noticed. I've noticed like the horror fans have been loving this one. Um because it just goes for it. I mean, it has same Ray being same Ray. You know, it he always just goes for it in any movie he's directed. He just fucking goes for it, especially horror with the Evil Dead series and uh Drag Me to Hell that not enough people talk about. It's a great fucking movie. I know you're a big fan, so I know I'm preaching a car here, but more people check that film out. It's fucking wonderful. Um, and it's the same concept here. He, he goes for it. Like, yes, he still has to have his moments where you can tell, like, hey, we need to have an MCU moment. Okay, cool. You know, he's working on a larger framework. But when they, when he can get away with it, he goes for it. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I'm with you. I, I had kind of, I was already kind of hearing like how 
horror heavy and hard they were going to push PG-13. I remember thinking that first when I got straight to my first watch, I was like, they're not really doing anything that's like pushing the bone to PG-13. But then we got into like the more horror heavy stuff and like one specific scene we'll get to here in a minute. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah, Marvel. Um, So yeah, I, I really, really fucking liked it. I did find it interesting that um, apparently this film changed drastically uh, in post-production. The, uh, I remember seeing an interview where Cumberbatch said the only thing that didn't change was the title. Uh, so I wonder, like, what was the original vision of this thing? Because I remember when this was starting out, you know, somebody said that um, this film had like the same, like more characters in it than Avengers Endgame. And I watched it. And I'm like, oh, that was a fucking lie. I mean, I liked it, but I'm like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, not even close. But I wonder, like, was that Raimi's call or was that Feige's call? And it's like, who's, like, whose vision did we get? I think we got mostly right. From what I read is that Raimi, you know, I, for those you don't know, like, you know, uh, Scott Derrickson was the original choice of director because he directed the first film. Um, so him and uh, Robert Cargill, see Robert Cargill were on board to come back for this one, and then due to creative differences, uh, Derrickson left. I think they still use see Robert Cargill's script, I believe at the time. But I mean, essentially they both bounced right, and now you know he went from that to doing the upcoming Black Film reveal, which looks really good. Um, don't know what those creative differences were. Don't know what led to that. It sounds peaceful. I know he released a statement that was kind of like, hey, no, no bad blood at all type of deal. We just were coming to a different vision of what we wanted. So it sounds like it was an amicable, like not bad blood type of split, which always makes me happy. Um, and then, you know, they brought Rami on board not too long after. And then the pandemic hit and they had all their shit got delayed. And from what I read was that when that, that happened, they rewrote the shit out of the movie at that point. Okay. What I understand the movie was like kind of rerun. And then I, so I'm assuming it's a mixture of, you know, obviously probably making sure that certain points are in there for the continuity stuff, but very much like Sam Raimi putting a little bit more of his touch on it and kind of adding more of his style to it. Yeah, there's there's some truth to that, uh, but you know, in the, for such what sounds like a bit of a complicated production, we got a good movie out of it, and I I I hope people realize that this was a good. And I hope they liked it because I start I keep hearing mixed things. I keep hearing like lowest cinema score ever, and people upset about the direction they take Wanda in, and like you know, too dark, not dark enough. Like ugh, I don't know. Uh, but ultimately, you know, fuck people. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it, and I highly disagree with anyone that's trying to say, like, they hate the direction that Wanda went in. Like, watch fucking WandaVision, and it makes goddamn sense. Yeah. I love that. I love that this is basically... You remember a, a while back, they said there was going to be, like, a multiversal kind of mini trilogy that started with WandaVision, middle part with Spider-Man, and then it ended with Doctor Strange? Uh, no, I don't, but now I do. Yeah. I remember that and thinking, like, ooh, what are we getting? Well, this is what we're getting. A very grieving mother hunting. Does that, make, hmm? does that make the upcoming Ant-Man like the epilogue to this trilogy? I, I don't. I guess because Doctor Strange or like because magic was involved with all these. This was like its own. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what I heard back when WandaVision came out. Like this is the beginning of an ongoing story. 
Um, yeah. But you need to watch WandaVision to really appreciate this because it's about her trying to find her kids across the multiverse. No, you know, fuck whatever stands in her way. Which is yeah, which uh, literally how the show ends. Like it hints at that at the end of the fucking show. Agatha tells her, like, you know, the dark hold's fucking dangerous. She's like, Well, I'm the Scarlet Witch, bitch. You know, rotten Westview. And then she just goes to, you know, some light reading. So no surprise there that she'd be corrupted by a spell book, considering her, you know, mind and heart were pretty fucking shattered with the events yeah. of WandaVision. I, I feel like all the people that are making that came out of nowhere. I'm like, you clearly didn't watch WandaVision. Yeah. Like if you watch Monovision, it laid the groundwork for where she's at now. And either way, Elizabeth Olsen fucking killed it. So shut the fuck out. Like she killed it. When we met Wanda Maximoff in Avengers Age of Ultron, she wanted the Avengers dead because she believed that they basically, you know, Stark's tech killed her, her parents. And she tries to manipulate the Avengers using Hulk to fuck them all up. Like she started out as a pretty vengeful person. And, yeah. you know, she learned to be a hero, but then she had, you know, she ripped a, she killed her, her, the man she loved only to watch him get resurrected and killed again, and then had her children ripped away from her. So this is a woman who's been through the ringer multiple times. She's done letting people dictate her life. She's done letting people control her. She wants hers. And now she has the power to do so. It made perfect sense to me. I didn't question that shit once. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. And also like for all you comic book nerds out there. I don't mean that either way. I love comics also. Hmm. Um, think about the fucking comics she's based off. There's a whole storyline. I think it was the House of M. I, I could be wrong. Don't fucking come at me. It's House where, of M. You're right. Yeah, well, she says mutants or whatever she says. And no like, more mutants. No more mutants and kills all of them. She's that fucking powerful. Like, yeah. So that's who we're dealing with, people. Like, she hasn't always been an upstanding fucking citizen in the comics. She's always switched allegiances throughout the comic runs. She keeps um, rejoining the Avengers to atone for her sins, and then she keeps doing more fucked up shit. It's, yeah. it's an interesting relationship she has with the Avengers. And I'm wondering, like, there's no way she's dead. I think Olsen signed, like, a seven-picture deal or some shit, so she'll be back. But no, she'll be back. There's no way she's dead. But, but I wonder, like, how's the how are the Avengers going to... You know, how's this going to sit right with anybody, especially Doctor Strange? You know, she walk like she. Well, we'll get to it, but you know, she unravels a certain Marvel icon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where you want to go. I really want to talk about the Illuminati, but I mean, we don't have to go there now. But we can go chronologically, whatever you want to do. Let's go chronologically. Let's unpack chronologically. Okay. Um. I really liked America Chavez. I thought she was a really cool character. And I think our first real mutant. That's what I was thinking. That's what it seemed to be hinting at. Mm-hmm. She, you know, born with the power to cross dimensions, which is cool. With a big star. thought that was neat. <laughs> and, you know, that power being you know, pretty sought after. Uh, the girl who played her, um, Cheadle, I think, it was, I think it's pronounced Cheadle uh, Gomez. She did, Gomez because I don't want to fuck it up. I looked up a video beforehand. I'm pretty sure it's Cheadle. Uh, if I'm wrong, sorry. She was great. Uh, I look forward to seeing her in the future. I hope she's going to be an important part of the MCU going forward. She's one of the most powerful figures we've seen yet. Yeah, I really, I really liked her. Um, I love how we don't. I'm glad we're at a point comes where we don't need an origin story on every fucking character. We have to watch like a two-hour origin story movie. 
just having her thrown in, we get the tidbits was nice. Um, yeah, I thought, and I thought she played well with the main cast. I liked her relationship with Doctor Strange, which I so I on one of the things I was watching the spoiler thing I was watching after I saw the movie, of course. Um, they talked about how they like they they were, were like really didn't like the whole relationship between her and Doctor Strange. So like it's just they're so inconsistent with Doctor Strange and how he is with this stuff. And I was like, like he's so he was so awkward with Spider Man, but he's helping her. And I was like. Different circumstances, you fucking morons. <laughs> and also, it's you know he learned some shit dealing with Spider Man. He's he's grown as a person. That's how these movies work. If he was the same it's arrogant one... he met in the first movie, we'd hate him. It's one big fucking franchise, which means character development is happening over multiple films. So, is... yeah, the reason he was the way he was with Spider Man and No Way Home. It was all in that movie. It told you why he was like that with him. And of course it changes how he is with her in this film. Because now in this film, remember, he doesn't know who the fuck Spider-Man is. Oh, he doesn't know who Peter Parker is. You know, Spider-Man is, he doesn't know who Peter Parker is. This girl comes out of nowhere. He's instantly thinking, oh, multiverse stuff. He at least knows he's done multiverse stuff before he knows that much. Yeah, I reckon you know? he's like, you know, there was an incident with Spider-Man. and He's like, yeah, I don't really remember much about it, but Spider-Man, I like yeah. that they touched on that. I did like, yeah, I liked the, the little jokes they were making. She's like, wait, the powers of a spider? Ew. <laughs> like, does it does it come ever like out his butt? He's like, no, I haven't asked. I hope not. I love when he goes to recruit Wanda and she's like, you know, there's other Avengers. And he's like, yeah, but between, you know, the guy with the bow and a couple of bug themed like superheroes uh, and then like the most powerful magic user on Earth, I, I think it's an easy choice here. Yeah. Right. I love that trick they pull off there in that moment when you're thinking, oh, okay, so trailer's been a good point to hide it. It's making things she's going to help. You're like, oh, okay. In the moment, she goes, uh, she says her name. She's like, oh, well, uh, I'm going to help America, whatever the fuck she says, and slips. And you see him stopping and go, like, she's like, you never said her name. And he's like, nope. And all of a sudden, he just does her trick, and it just unveils what's actually going on. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, in that moment, I'm like, okay, we've just met our bad guy. <laughs> when everything's just been burned down, I'm like, oh, they're going there. And I thought that was, you know, I remember years of speculation. Like, is it Nightmare? Is it Dormammu? Like, who's who's the bad guy? Is it Shumagorath or whatever the fuck? Like, no, the real bad guy are the friends we make along the way. Like, like Wanda Maximoff, who yeah. fucks this universe we... up. <laughs> yeah, and I love how they kept it so secret. I really appreciate that. Unlike the whole shit with No Way Home, all this shit was leaking left and fucking right. This was such a tight kept secret. Like, yeah, even there the synopsis so many was just like, yeah, even the synopsis for the until it came out was. Doctor Strange must have an ally, helping with an adversary he's never faced, or something like that. Like it was a very vague fucking description of the film, and I was like, "Oh my!" I was one of those. I'm like, "Who the fuck is the bad guy in this movie?" And then when they did that, I went, oh, "No, she's the bad guy." I do. One thing that bugs me about the Doctor Strange movies is they keep giving Michael Stuhlbarg absolutely nothing. Like, they keep bringing him into these movies for a scene that has no relevance to the plot, and then we never see him again. <laughs> yeah, 
I, and in this one, like, it seemed like they were trying to make it funny, but that was a case for like, and I'm, I'm one of those that I don't bitch about the MCU humor like a lot of people do. Like, I'm cool with it. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, it's a part of their fucking film franchise. If you don't like it, go watch a new franchise. Um, but in this case, this was one where I kind of went, mm, that didn't land for me. That wasn't that funny. If anything, you could uh, save yourself like two minutes right there. Yeah, it's just kind of sad. Like, this dude's so resentful of Doctor Strange. Like, you get to be the greatest surgeon in the world. You get to be the greatest superhero in the world. What do I get? Like, how about you move on? Like, Doctor West? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even work there anymore. He hasn't for some time. I do like how, like, <laughs> if you haven't seen anything in between in the first film, no one knows who he is as Doctor Strange. In this film, Everyone knows he's Doctor Strange. He's very openly just like flipping on to the cape now. Like no fucks given. There are so few secret identities in the in the MCU. It's like just Spider Man. He was the only one with a secret identity. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, the whole plot of the third film hinged on the fact that they finally broke that long-standing tradition, and yeah. he wanted to fix it. That's funny. Um, the whole thing with Christine. I liked that. I liked, you know, Strange has always been afraid of commitment above all else. And, he, you know, getting rejected and making that move and it cost him a, a good relationship. And even in you know, other universes, I love at the end when he's like, he thinks it's all going to go. And he's, he's just like, I have to tell her. And like, I like I liked that through line. I thought him and Rachel McAdams worked really well together. And mm-hmm. I like their their chemistry. Yeah, I've always liked, I, yeah, they have good chemistry. I've always liked Rachel McAdams. She's always... A nice addition to anything. So I agree. Yeah, I was glad she got more to do in this movie for the last one. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I love that Wong is still Sorcerer Supreme, and it clearly irks Strange the whole time. He's like, "It should have been me." <laughs> I know. I love how much it. But I love how I love how they bring that up too. At the, I think the pizza joint, where she's like, "Wait, you're not the Sorcerer Supreme?" He's like, "No," and she's like. My strange was. <laughs> I also love that our strange is like the only decent Stephen Strange. Every other strange is kind of a power hungry psycho. Yeah. He's the only one who refuses to take her power, instead, teaches her how to use it, which is awesome. I love that. Uh, the monster fight with the big, weird tentacle thing at the beginning when he meets America, that was pretty cool. Mm hmm. I like, yeah, I like. I really like the little Moscow Tunnel fight. I was waiting for like some standard like Sam Raimi stuff to pop up there. I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be the part where Sam Raimi pops up," but that that wasn't it yet. I, I really like how they held out on us. Well, I mean, pulling the eye out entirely like that reminded me of Evil Dead Two when Henrietta's eye flies out into the girl's mouth and she just goes like, "Ah!" Reminded oh, yeah. me. Of so there's a little Raimi there. Well, it was. <laughs> Uh, so America is being hunted by demons. She has the power to traverse dimensions and she goes to Dr. Strange for help, but she's hesitant because her other Dr. Strange tried to kill her <laughs> and she yeah. brings the corpse with her and Strange like stores it for safekeeping later. And I love how that comes up again. Oh my God. That was awesome. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so they go to, you know, Strange wants some help here. There's demons involved. There's magic and there's a very powerful magician on the planet. He goes, he goes to talk to Wanda, the Scarlet Witch now, if you haven't seen WandaVision. And uh, I was like, a lot of people did it, hence why there's so many complaints. I 
I refuse to accept those complaints. This is Marvel is an, you know, the MCU is an intricate tapestry now. And if you're not, you know, if you don't have all the puzzle pieces, the, the puzzle's going to get lost. So you know. I'll say, I just refuse to because yeah, like they've been pretty good about their characterization and writing for over a decade now. Yeah, I mean, very clear up front before the phase four films came out. I was like, hey, the M- these MCU shows are a part of it, you have to watch it. Like, they made that very clear. They were like, hey, you got to watch this. The first round of the gate was WandaVision when people were still at home because of the pandemic, so you had fucking time to watch it. Yeah, and- I, did. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. yeah. So, watch WandaVision if you want more, but uh. I think we get plenty here where, you know, Scarlet Witch is like, I'm going to take that child. I'm going to suck out her power and I'm going to go be with my kids. And if you're going to stand in my way, I'm going to burn you motherfuckers to the ground. <laughs> Jesus. I will murder everyone. Yeah. She fucks Comertage up. <laughs> it's See, that. Ooh. <laughs> that. Not that. Okay. So that whole sequence, I want to talk about the story was a badass. That's me is when like Raimi fully like, it wasn't just a little moment here and there. It was full fucking Raimi finally coming into the movie with the whole, like, when they're, it, it, her hands coming out of the water and the camera did the fucking quick, the moment the quick zoom happened, I actually was, I think the only one through and went, like, had, like, put my hand, I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I got really excited. I was like, yes, yes. Raimi, he's here. Yeah. Same here. I was like, ah, that's, that's my guy. Uh, I love that nobody questioned the the Minotaur just walking around. I was like, where'd the Minotaur come from? Yeah, I was like, who was in the first movie? Who was this? Yeah, I was also hoping maybe like, you know, Shang-Chi would show up because isn't he working with Wong now? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I, I, did like, <laughs> I did like how when she came up there, first off, having the cloud and then her red, I was like, ooh, okay. The red looking like, you know, demon eyes in the in the fog. I thought that was neat. Yeah, again, you know, horror, and they definitely, to their credit, like, no, it's not a full-on horror movie, but the MCU was not afraid to go there, the horror, which I really appreciated. They didn't lie to us there. Yeah, um, it didn't go all the way, but it, it flirted. It flirted, which gives me uh, hope for the upcoming Blade film. It's Marvel's um, getting horror curious. <laughs> getting horror curious. Um, no, I really like when she comes in and yeah, like I did, I laughed a little bit when um, Wong's like, all right, she used her words carefully. The faith of the universe pressed on this. And then Steve, strange, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, he goes up there is like, please don't do this. And Wong is like, I don't want to do that. I love how the whole movie, she's like, I'm not a monster. As she's murdering waves of people. Yeah. It's like, so I'm not the weird. bad guy. Now burn. Yeah. I'm not the bad guy, but I will murder here all these people. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so Strange refuses to give her America, and she fucks up Kamertaj, kills almost everybody. <laughs> By doing one of her moves we haven't seen in a while, will she get a guy in her head? Yeah. Well, what you told that guy to run, and he just bolted. Oh, man. Um. So America, when she gets freaked out, her power activates and she and Strange get sucked into a portal to Earth 838. And after a whole sequence of various war, uh, universes that I kind of wanted something to be like, can we get more of that? Because these look really cool. I know. I want to pause and see like, oh, what's back there? I want to see where they were. I love when they were paint, when they were cubes, when they were 
like cartoons at one point. Yeah. I think <laughs> that was really cool. That was a very cool sequence. Yeah, and they end up in a another Earth eight three eight. I love that they established that like our MCU is Earth six one six. I was like, ah, I got really excited because that's the primary Earth in the Marvel comics. I was like, ah, neat. Okay. That was a deep comics reference for the nerds right there. Uh, so eight three eight is just like a regular flowery world where Strange is a you know a hero who died killing Thanos and he's got a statue. Uh, this is where we also get a Raimi cameo, a Raimi mainstay. Ted, no, I'm kidding, not Ted Raimi, who was sorely missed. He never popped up. I know. But we did get the man himself, the chin, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, as the one and only Pizza Papa, which was funny as shit. Just these pizza balls. Like, pizza Papa gets paid. Pizza Papa gets paid. Well, I, I love that, that he, he really, what I love is like Bruce Campbell was hyping it up. Like, I'm going, you know. Throwing people off by thinking, oh, he's going to play a version of Doctor Strange, or we want to see the Evil Dead cabin, and nope, just Pizza Papa. <laughs> Bruce Campbell loves to troll people, and I love that he loves to troll people. Yeah. Because I don't care. The dude could be in there for two seconds. He could just, like, you know, drive past in a brief cameo. I don't care. I just love seeing him in any. I was just happy. I was like, oh, my God, there it is. I freaked out. I was like, ah, Bruce Campbell cameo. I thought it was a little brutal for Strange to just curse this guy to punch himself in the face for like three weeks. Yes, but that was such a great like reference to like Evil Dead and seeing like as an Evil Dead fan, him doing that that simple little movement. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, he's doing it. What he used to doing the thing, and it looks, in my opinion, the best fucking punchline in the whole goddamn movie. I left my <laughs> ass off. I don't care how mad anyone got. I was dying laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I love that there are now two amazing movies where Bruce Campbell beats the shit out of himself with an enchanted hand. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so in this universe, uh, Strange wants help, so he goes to the uh, Sanctum Santorum, and who is Sorcerer Supreme in this universe but Mordo, who is like, oh, my friend from another universe. And <laughs> I, I love the lead up to that when she's like, he's Mordo. It's like, oh, he's the one that trained me. And is obsessed with killing me now. I wish we'd gotten to see that at some point. We never got to see Mordo's quest to kill sorcerers that we got teased at the end of the first Doctor Strange. I I, I wish we'd gotten something like that. I wonder if that was in the original script, and that's one of the things that got dropped. Maybe. Um, I love to see. I want to see like maybe a a Wong series set during the blip where like Mordo goes after Wong. I that'd be a cool show. I would just love nothing but more Wong in my MCU. Oh, bring it on. Wong, Wong this shit up. He, he cracks me up. I love Wong. <laughs> He's great. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I like how, like, that lead up. And then he comes. I love how Raimi built up the music. And you're thinking, oh, shit. This one, this is, this is more like he's going to. And then, Steven, my friend. I'm like, ah, I see that. But then, you know, this is Mordo we're talking about. He's a sinister motherfucker, and he poisons them, and they wake up in a secure facility in the Baxter Foundation. And when I heard that, I about shit my pants, because that's the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, boy. I had a feeling, but I was like, there's no way they're going to give us that. No way. 
and they did because Kevin Feige is a generous god. <laughs> uh, but first, we meet another Christine, and she knew Steven in this universe, and she's like, don't talk to me. I don't want to know you. You're not mine. Uh, yeah. So my strange. God damn it. Yeah. Not my strange. Hashtag not my strange. Hashtag not my strange. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, all of this, uh, Wanda is using the dark hold to dreamwalk into her other dimensional selves, which was really twisted and <sighs> gets into a Wanda in this universe and starts making her way towards America. Again, the way he does possession of like this one again, classic fucking Raimi with the shots and yeah. like the use of sound and oh my god, I was like, look, don't get me wrong, I really was would have been down to see what Scott Derrickson uh, would have done with horror because he's proven himself plenty of times with me with um, Sinister alone. Obviously, yeah. the what I've been hearing about the Black Phone that I'm fucking, I God, I cannot wait for that movie. Um, so I, I'm sure he would have done just as well and killed it, but just. Like Sam Raimi, man, like all the hope I had of like this guy that has given us the Bed trilogy, inspired Man trilogy, that alone was enough for me. And seeing it more together, essentially the way he did it here, and having like that scene. Oh God, yes, just yes. Well, if Derrickson had done this, odds are he wouldn't have had time to do the Black Phone, and we might not have gotten that film. Maybe no, at least not yet, or the way we're getting it this way. So, no, everything works out. Everything worked out. We got a Sam Raimi made. MC film and we're getting the black phone from fucking Erickson. So everything worked out. Yeah. So Strange is uh, not supposed to be here. Neither is America. So Mordo brings Strange before the ruling class of this universe, the Illuminati, uh, complete with Ultron drones. Love that. Love seeing some Ultrons again. <laughs> and <laughs> God, though what they what what they did with this was so cool. Meeting the Illuminati. Uh, we first meet Captain Carter from the What If show. So sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was really and just seeing Haley Otwell again this time in live action. I suppose just her voice. I'm like, hey, I love yeah. that she has gotten like she's become so ingrained in the MCU. She's been playing Peggy Carter for 11 years and shows no signs of slowing down. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. No, it was cool seeing her as Captain Carter. Yeah, that was awesome. And then we meet fucking Black Bolt. Like, what? Played by Anson Mount, who played him on the apparently horrendous Inhuman show on ABC. So, Feige has made that canon now. <laughs> Maybe terrible, but goddamn it, it's canon. It's canon. So, I gotta watch it. I mean, that's on you, man. I'm not I watching. know. It was no. just, I thought it was neat that he was willing to do that, and they gave him the proper costume. I love when they, they introduced him as, like, Black Agar Boltigan, and Strange mocked his name. <laughs> It's like Heidegger oh, there again or something like that. <laughs> he was like, what, you're not going to talk? <laughs> uh, then we meet uh, this universe's Captain Marvel, Maria Rambo, which was cool. We recently met cool. Lashana Lynch again in No Time to Die. And I was like, oh, it's 007. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's cool. And then who the fuck do we meet but Reed Richards, played by John Krasinski. <laughs> Are you kidding me? My, my audience went fucking crazy. Oh, I, I couldn't hear what the fuck came out of his mouth when he popped up because my audience yeah. lost mine. Same. I Yeah, I don't know what any dialogue that was said in that scene. Everyone was, was going nuts. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. But so, that, I, I, was, I was, I was like, 
I'm not gonna lie. I probably was like, oh my god, keep it going. Give us the next fan casting of fucking my gore, Emily Blunt as an invisible woman, but they didn't go that far. They gave us John Krasinski. I'll take it. I saw some recent fan casting. Apparently, Zach Efron really wants in on the MCU, and people are suggesting Human Torch. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. I wonder if that's because he's in Firestarter right now. It's probably exactly <laughs> because he's in Firestarter. No. And no one wants to accept the fact that he's now officially old enough to play dad character. So we're like, no, no, play the younger carefree character. Don't grow up, Zach. <laughs> but yeah, Krasinski was like the number one fan pick for Reed Richards. And will he play him in the future of the MCU? I don't know. This could be just a variant. But the fact that he was willing to do this at all is amazing. And that we got our first glimpse of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, like I, I doubt he's going to actually be what we have in the upcoming film. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this was just like Feige seeing the fan casting going, you know what, let's have a little fun. Because I know like and this kind of leads to like one of the bigger disappointments, like, oh, the cameos don't mean much. You know, it wasn't like Spider-Man. Like, who gives a shit? Not everything needs to be as like like No Way Home where it was like it made sense. So like they these were clearly just them having fun with the cameos. And why can't they do that? Like, what's wrong? They're just wanting to have fun and say, like, you know what? These mean nothing nothing ultimately, but we're just going to have some fun with this. Yeah. Cool. I was down for that. Um, yeah. So I, I'm sure this was just them having fun. You know, him listening to the fan cast and going, let's see if I can pull this off for them. And actually, for this movie, this scene, if we can get, you know, Krasinski and or Blunt involved in some way. And it looks like he was willing to be like, I'm, and I'm sure because he's been kind of not wanting to do this superhero stuff. He was like, you only want me for this one movie? Okay, yeah, I got you. I'll do it. <laughs> I hate that the, the cameos don't mean anything. This meant the world to me, just seeing these guys. Like, yeah. you know, that was enough. Is, <laughs> thing, like, stop. Like, when people say, I'm like, you do realize by them even putting, for, first off, you, you should know if you keep up with them, there's a fantastic full film coming. Also, like, if you don't know that, then putting this in and establishing the multiverse, which means this is all mirror images of something they establish that when you dream, you're actually sustaining one of your other multiverse selves. So they've established all this shit. If there is this version of Mr. Fantastic, that means the Fantastic Four fucking exists in the MCU. So if you don't know the movie's coming, now you have an ideal. Plus, they even mentioned that he's married. They make a there's a comment made about that in the movie. So it's like, no, you're right. It wasn't like a no way home size cameo here, but it was enough to say, like, hey, not only is this movie coming, like they exist. They are out there. They they are in this universe. I love they also mentioned his kids, which means Franklin Richards is out there and he's basically a god. So he's not gonna like that dad's dead. But also, you know, Kang is Reed Richards' descendant. So we gotta establish a Richards bloodline here. And we've done that, so well done. Uh, and then we meet the leader of the Illuminati, Charles Xavier. <laughs> no, really doped out real chair. Yeah, with the wheel, the the hover chair from the show, and the music from X Men: The Animated Series, cueing him in. And I was like, oh my god, I about fell out of my my seat. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, it makes me very excited for the future of the X Men in in this. Oh, yeah, especially because, I mean, obviously, again, this is probably another fun cameo for them to, again, do exactly what they did with fan- the, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Like, hey, look, X-Men exists. They're in this universe. Yeah. And um, But obviously, probably at the same time saying, like, hey, look, 
And again, we'll get to it when we get to the next thing with these guys. Doing the ballsy move they did later, not too oh. much longer later, yeah. by saying, like, yeah, this version will exist, but they exist. We are mm-hmm. obviously going to be casting for now Professor X and a, and a Mr. You know, Fantastic and whatnot. Maybe even a Black Bolt. Who knows? Who knows what their plans are for the Inhumans now that they've established, shown them a little bit. Um, so it's just the fact that, like, that's why I say, like, man, like, so those are saying like can't like fuck you like the cameos is enough to get you excited what is to come like what they're saying exists and they're we if you're keeping up you know it's coming out anyway but them just saying like hey here you go here's your first little taste it's just like what they did with blade back in um eternals right we got his voice yeah it was just his voice but it's enough to go oh shit that's uh, that's our blade he's coming yeah, it was awesome. And I love that Patrick Stewart was willing to to come back for one last cameo or possibly more. He's been kind of coy about like, well, never say never. I might do it again. <laughs> right. Dude, he has to be like coy on two different levels because he also has like the final season of Star Trek Picard currently filming to come out. So it's like, I don't want to be him at like 81 now where it's like, I can't tell you what I'm doing in the MCU. Can't tell you what I'm doing on Star Trek either. <laughs> well, also, I find it kind of funny that Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart specifically, has died three times on screen as as professor x you know dark phoenix blew him up in x-men the last stand x-24 ripped him apart in logan and scarlet witch snapped his fucking neck so i love that patrick stewart just keeps dying and nobody seems to care he just keeps coming back because we all really like him as professor x i was hoping for some little line about like you know you don't know anything about your father do you wanda some kind of you know like magneto little thing but we didn't get that. Oh, yeah. I was hoping for something like that. But you know, I'll take what I can get. He makes a quick <laughs> reference to Wolverine somehow. <laughs> he he could have. I don't know. I think could I just think imagine, Cody, Oh my god. Can you imagine if they had found a way to convince like uh Hugh Jackman to come back one more time just for a fun cameo on this scene? I honestly like I didn't know what to expect going into this. I was thinking like Deadpool's probably gonna pop in at some point, like anything goes. I would have fucking died if like in this lunar i seen like just to get the fans going like Hugh Jackman pops up as fucking Wolverine one last time and then Deadpool just crashes the party like he's the not a member of the Illuminati but he really wants to be <laughs> he keeps popping in they're like we told you no get out of here Wade <laughs> that would have been awesome oh. uh, actually with the whole like death scene stuff god the things they could have pulled with those two oh my god Scarlet Witch is probably one of the few who could permanently kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Rip his exoskeleton out of his fucking body. Magneto did that shit once in the comics. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit gets dark, my friend. There's, you know, there's PG, you know, comics of, you know, random normal fights. But then there's like the hard R-rated shit where people get ripped open. It's Depends on the author and the artist. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit gets real. Speaking of shit getting real, Wanda shows up <laughs> and fucks this place up. Uh, murders the entire Illuminati one by this one was... in very brutal fashion. Oh, so this is the part that made me go, wow, I'm, they, are push, they are pushing the line here on these death scenes. Fuck me. Oh, but before that, we learned that the Illuminati had to kill their Doctor Strange because he got corrupted by the Darkhold in order to kill Thanos. I love that flashback, which you see Thanos dead in a corner in a heap over there and Strange on his knees. 
and Black Bolt kills him by whispering, I'm sorry. <laughs> Black Bolt has such cool powers, just the fact that his voice is so loud he can't talk without destroying the planet. Yeah. And the fact that they clearly, from the way I've heard, did not incorporate that into the very um, fail- failure of a show, but they brought it back here a big time. God, what happened with the Inhumans, man? Like that was supposed to be a film, like part of their phase two. And then it just turned into this shit show nobody watched. And here we are again with Black Bolt. It's it's weird. But Feige's keeping hope alive. Feige is like how Sony is with um, the Sinister Six. He just won't let Inhumans go. He gets to the point where it's not even making sense. He's like, I don't care. I just need the Inhumans. <laughs> that's, that's probably what's happening. There's no way Anson Mount's doing any Inhuman shit. He's, he's literally just started a new series that's looking very promising. So... Oh, dude, that Star Trek Strange New Wars already got renewed for a second season before they even aired the first fucking episode. There you go. Season, So, yeah, I watched it. Uh, I really liked it. He's really good. So, yeah, I, I won't blame him if he's kind of focused on that right now. I get it. And, of course, you know, Black Bolt's dead, as we saw Scarlet Witch take his mouth away, and he panicked and screamed and blew his own fucking brains out. <laughs> Jesus. That's- my, my audience like had a visible reaction that because I don't think anyone was ready because it it, stay, it doesn't move away. You actually hear the and his head deflate and you're like, oh shit, they're actually showing it. God damn. I'm pretty sure I saw blood come out of his ears too. Yeah, it was. I was actually impressed. I was like, I remember thinking like, why did you scream? I get you're freaking out, but no, that's how you die. <laughs> also, kind of, a, I saw a lot of people online have been like, that was hilarious. Like one of the most powerful beings in the MCU panicked and screamed himself to death. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of funny, but also in the moment, traumatic. Yeah. I really like how they you think like when he is like, oh well, one word from uh Black Bolt here will kill you. And she's like, eh, if he has a mouth, and you're like, wait, what? Reminded me of the Matrix, you know. What good is a phone call if you're unable to speak? It's like, oh shit. I don't like when people lose their mouths. Yeah, so the, you know, Neo wasn't powerful enough to blow his damn brains out. Yeah, Jesus. And then, of course, the Illuminati continue to fight her one by one, which is never a good idea. And Mr. Fantastic gets unraveled like fucking string cheese and his head explodes. Yeah, that was what? insane. Again, the camera like lingered. I'm like, damn, they are not moving away. You're like a nine-year-old who loves the Fantastic Four and you have been waiting so long in these Marvel movies to see him and then that happens? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have some goddamn nightmares. <laughs> oh, they got some brutal deaths. Like for PG-13, I was like, god damn. Because Captain Carter, holy shit. Yeah, she got cut in half by her own shield. And you so saw sad. blood on the shield. It was blood on the shield. I was impressed, Marvel. Yeah, and then Captain Marvel gets crushed by a by a like pillar, which I thought was kind of a. Uh, that's I don't think she's dead. I think she's just knocked out. No, she died when she took her powers. That's when she did it. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. She took her powers and then had it fall on her. She's good. Wanda's good. Yeah, and then she goes yeah inside the head of um, Xavier. I was not ready for that. No. My honest was on either. I could hear everyone else be like, no, not, not Professor Hex. He's we just got you back. <laughs> yeah. 
And then she just comes up behind him and snaps his fucking neck. And like, I want to pause. I want to fucking pause that moment one day because like the look they had for her in that moment of how her Scarlet Witch looks in her head, I was like, ooh, that looks fucking creepy. I don't like the way Wanda's fingertips are black from like the corruption and the dark magic. I thought that was creepy as hell. Yeah. Ah. And then, yeah, the Illuminati are dead. Way to go. Way to protect the universe. <laughs> I love how they're like, we can handle your witch. Strange is the real problem here. Yeah, and I'm like... And they're all dead within five minutes. <laughs> you cannot handle your witch whatsoever. Good God. I love when Mordo fights Strange and Mordo yells back like, I'm beginning to see why your Mordo doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. I was good. I was like, ah, there it is. Mordo doesn't like him now. Uh, Strange, Christine, after some convincing, and America start hightailing it to Strange's like tunnel to the Book of Vishanti, which is supposed to grant the user any magic powers it desires, which screams, you know, Mulligan or what's it called? McGuffin. McGuffin. Mulligan. Wow. Uh, which led us to another great horror moment that I think in. This is the 28th film. You know in horror films, you watch a really good one in the theater, and people kind of start reacting to it as you're watching it, and you have those really good... I've, I've had really good crowd reactions. People being like, run! Go! That happened here. When we got to the scene, when they closed the door on her, and then they just stopped running, because they have to do the horror movie moment of like, well, hey, well, we can't get too far. We gotta make sure she's still on us. That but pissed me stopped. off so much, but yeah. I got it. Yeah, everyone's like, well, we need to stop and look. And when, because obviously in real life, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, okay, fuck you guys, I'm out. Like, I'm not waiting for her to catch up. Um, but this is no, the lady who beat Charles Xavier in a game of mental wits, and you're just gonna watch, wait to see if she can get through the door or not. After she got through like five doors. Um, but no, the the funny thing I want to say is like when he got to that scene, they were doing it. I had a horror movie moment in my audience during a fucking Marvel movie. Because so many people were going, fucking run, run, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> out loud, like, legit freaking out at the screen, like, what are you doing? Run. It's hilarious. Uh, oh, I did want to shout out that scene earlier where one of Wong's apprentices just sacrifices herself to destroy the Darkhold. Thought yeah, that was dark. Yeah, burns up and we just see it happen. And then Wanda's like, fuck. And like, Tells Wong, like, where's another, like, I, where's the spells? I'm going to kill everybody unless you tell me. And they go to that mountain and they find the throne of the Scarlet Witch. And all the demons, like, come alive and kneel before her. And I'm like, she's no hero. <laughs> like, this is, oh. She's too far gone. You can't come back from this. Yeah, uh, like, this is, the Avengers will have something to say when we get the next Avengers film. Yeah. Until there then, a- they don't care about these fucking catalytic, catalytic apocalyptic shit happening they're like yeah it's not our problem that's dr strange problem captain american falcon is gonna come to you and be like you gotta be better <laughs> i don't know who's leading the team now i guess it's like Ugh. captain marvel like our captain marvel I, now I, I don't i don't know what i don't know i don't know like i said i know foggy's been kind of like don't expect an avengers film anytime soon type of attitude so i'm like okay oh uh-huh. but we'll see but, uh that is so, like, as much as I love the MCU, that's always, like, a funny recurring joke to me that, like, they'll team up for this big event, and then something like a fucking god, it's getting resurrected out of the water, out of the ocean, or, like, 
Scarlet Witch, who was a fucking Avenger, is like destroying and ult- fucking with the multiverse. And they're just going, not our problem. Where is Hawkeye to talk some sense into her? Yeah. Yeah, he did that in fucking Age of Ultron. And actually one of the funniest scenes where he's like, look, there's a city's floating, there's robots, and I'm just a guy with an arrow. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh. So. Uh, they go looking for the book of Vishanti, which ends up getting destroyed. Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, McGuffin does not last long when they get to it. Does not. I'm glad that oh, I'm glad they didn't just open the book and are like, oh, it's well now. Is that that would have been a you know cheap. So I'm, I'm glad they did that. <coughs> I would have loved if Rami found a way to get the words from Army of Darkness as a part of it. Back to Barada. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, all this time, by the way, Pizza Pop is still kicking the shit out of himself. <laughs> He's cursed for like three weeks. For having the audacity to demand America pay for his services. <laughs> uh, Pizza Papa gets his money. Pizza Papa gets paid. <laughs> Beautiful. My favorite thing in Marvel in a long time. Uh, Wanda gets America. And Strange and Christine get shoved into some other universe. And Wanda starts using the power, you know, her spells to uh, take America's power. And Strange realizes he's in a universe where Strange fucked up, got, you know, that Strange, and he got corrupted by the Darkhold. And this is our Sinister Strange. For a minute, I thought they were pulling from What If. I thought, I was like, oh, shit, is this like from the What If episode? Yeah. And then when they started, you know, he started doing his backstory and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, no, different Strange, but. Damn if it did not look like the shit that ended with his what if episode. There were elements. I mean, he very much wanted Christine. Like you know, he lost his. The universe was in you know, mid collapse. I think the I think was, uh, what if strange was his magic purple? Yeah. There you go. His magic was purple. So there were there were elements of that strange. I like the music battle that happened in the sequence. The music that was so cool. <laughs> that was neat. <laughs> Yeah, the fight between our strange and sinister strange was really cool. Uh, yeah, really neat. And of course, I like how you tried tricking him when he came in. Like, what do you want? What are you doing? And like, he appeared like really, really uh, weak yeah. and scared. And I'm like, oh, okay, he may not be a bad guy. What's what's going on here? But then as he started to play his hand, I was like, oh shit, no, this is bad, strange. <laughs> and what a gruesome death! Dude gets hurled out a window and impaled on a goddamn fence. And again. Shows it. I was like, God damn. Yeah, like holy shit. This is really pushing the boundaries of PG 13. I think in front of Christine, too. Like she was standing right there when he got in the film. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And this- then Strange picks up the dark hold, starts doing some light reading, and Christine's like, What the hell? You're just like all the others. And he's like, Yep. But right now, America needs my help. <laughs> I love how because her name's America, I know. saying that statement can be taken two different ways. The whole movie, I just, I kept laughing at that. Like, if any movie needed a Captain America cameo, it was this one. <laughs> America, America. <laughs> I still laugh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I got thinking this way. I'm trying to think of uh, Captain America now. I'm Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor America. Uh, Captain America, 
I think my favorite cameo now to say is still in Free Guy when the shirt pops up and Chris Evans. What the shit? <laughs> I feel like in Marvel, if you say America three times, he pops up like Beetlejuice. Like that's that's how it should be. I just wanted to keep playing the character. I really like him as a character. I know he was great. Uh, I am excited to see where Anthony Mackie takes it, though. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very curious now that it's been confirmed that um we're getting a a fourth film with Mackie and as Captain America. I'm very interested in what they do that. Yeah, me too. So, Strange has no way to get to his universe without America. So he decides to use the dark hole to dreamwalk into the corpse that America brought with him, with her the first time at the beginning of the movie. And we get a zombie Doctor Strange. <laughs> zombie, I'm Earth. And after all that, like, you know, um, speculation about how they get the what if Marvel zombie stuff, which I think also that got announced for its own show. Um, you know, into this. And this is how it's actually not even really with the Marvel what if stuff. It's, they said at the beginning, he's buried. Boom, you're getting your zombie strange later on. And it looks fucking epic from that and his fucking cape oh my god the oh made of the demons that are trying to stop him you know possessing the dead is is wrong and he just starts making a fucking cloak out of these things jesus <laughs> and then he shows up at the mount at the mountain and wong is like i don't even want to know don't tell me <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like look at him he goes nope just I'm good. I don't. I don't get it. Let's just defeat her. <laughs> and uh, he starts fighting Wanda. And Amer- you know, America's like, "You're gonna take my power." And she's like, "I get it. That's okay." And Strange is like, "Ever hurt you? I'm gonna teach you how to use it." And gives her a pep talk. And America fights Wanda using her powers, and that was really cool. And oh, tells her, you know, that. that was sweet. And she's like, "You know, you want? Like, I know what you want, so I'll give it to you." And transports her to. The other earth where Wanda, you know, the Wanda that she was possessing has gone back home. And the kids are like, holy shit, ah, I get away from our mom. And they start throwing shit at, at Scarlet Witch. And she's like, stop it. I, I love, yeah, I love how they pull this off with the like the kind of like the reality check of like, look, this is what you've been fighting for. This is all the death you've done. Yeah. And look at this. And they think you're a monster because you're not their fucking mom. No, you're they the don't you're the monster it. that possessed their mom and made her murder a bunch of people. Yeah, it's like because like they were they like they were literally saying throughout the movie, Doctor Strange, especially like you made them up. They're not your real kids. Yeah, let it go, dude. In that moment when Scarlet Witch, like you know, she says she tells them like I'm not a monster, and then looks at their eyes and how terrified they are and how they're hugging the other Wanda, and she has that moment of like, what have I done? Yeah, <laughs> like shit. Talk about just waking up, and she decides you know this power must never hurt anybody again and she brings the mountain down upon her destroying the dark hole across the entire multiverse and i wonder if what agatha is going to have to say about that when we see her show oh yeah when we see her yeah <laughs> i wonder if they'll find a way to get her if she's going to pop up in agatha's show but I don't know. I don't know. I think the Agatha show is quite a bit off still, but who knows? Yeah. Our next thing is Thor, and our next thing is Miss Mar- is Miss Marvel. Then it's Thor. Yeah, I think after Miss Marvel, we're supposed to be getting She Hulk. 
I okay. think isn't Secret Invasion? Did I get? I thought Secret Invasion got pushed to next year. It did. Okay, I got pushed to next year. I think She Hulk also was dealing with some production problems. Uh, was it? Unless I heard. Let me let me look up that. Let me look that up. Where is She Hulk now? She Hulk. Peace date. All right. Still looking at 2022. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't, there, there hasn't really been much announced. Okay. So it's kind of like Black Panther right now. We're like, they had production issues, but they're still aiming for this year. Black Panther's still trying to aim for this year. Yeah. It's like November or it's like, the, like literally in the year. Damn. Well, good luck. Uh, so Wanda's, you know, quote unquote dead. She'll be back. And America is now confident in her power. And she'd send Strange and Strange back and Christine back after they have a moment of like, you know, I've always loved you, but we can't be together because there's a Christine already here. And she's I, married, so I'm just I'm 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 done. It'd be weird if Strange just showed up with like his own Christine. It's like, well, that one's taken, so I got my own. He just he always brings such events to just mean mug his Christine. <laughs> Jesus. That would be really disturbing. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's making out with his Christine, but he's eye eye contacting their the other Christine, so they can just be, can be like, "Yeah, this could be you." It's an also new you, though. We never actually did meet Christine's husband, did we? No, that's a shame. <laughs> um, so. We go back to Comertage. Uh, America is now training to be a sorceress, which I think is unnecessary. She's already able to do this. Like, whatever. She has a place. Well, I think it's. I think it's more to get her to hone her skills. And I think I kind of true it less of them trying to make her a sorcerer more. Like, this yeah. is we'll just train you in all ways so that you can learn to actually hone your skills. Fair enough. Uh, I love when Strange finally does bow to Wong. No, ancient custom. I'm glad he finally shows Wong respect as the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, instead of constantly just being clearly angry about it. Yeah, just being incredibly uh, disrespectful and what's the term? Uh, petty. Um, petty. Yeah, I was thinking like disobedient, but yeah, petty works. <laughs> I just uh, love that he got it on a technicality. <laughs> if I hadn't been blipped, it would be me. <laughs> I was only saving the universe. <laughs> So funny. And then Strange is like, you know, walking down the streets of New York, and all of a sudden the fucking third eye shows up because the dark hole got him. <laughs> ah. And that's the end of the movie until we get our post-credit scene where we meet. I, hmm? I must say, I really like how up until the post-credit scene, like how they fucking end that film with like that, and then directed by Sam Raimi. Like, I was like, oh shit, that's the end. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yep. It's just like you know, the demon it reminded me of at the end of Evil Dead when the demon gets ash. It's like Ah oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh wait, no, no, keep it more. <laughs> um, so yeah, the dark hold got Steven. His heart was not pure enough. So now the dark magic's inside of him. And then we meet Charlize Theron. What the fuck? <laughs> Who shows up in the post-credits and is like, hey, Steven, you caused an incursion. You gotta help me fix this. And looks like they're going to the dark dimension. And Strange opens his third eye and it's like, let's do this. And I looked into who that character is supposed to be. This is Clea, uh, Doctor Strange's uh, primary love interest in the comics. And also Dormammu's niece. So Dormammu is probably going to be in part three. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, usually with these mid-credit scenes, like, I know what's going on. I get excited. This was the first one in its entire run yeah. of films. The first, I'm kidding, not, I'm not kidding, the first one, why I went, wait, what? Who was it? <laughs> what, what the fuck? I was like, then it took me a minute to even realize it was Charlie Theron. I was like, why does this actress look familiar? <laughs> I was, I was like, oh shit, it's Charlie Theron. Okay, I guess she's tired of Vin Diesel. So she's she's in this franchise now. Good, good move on you, Charlie. Get away from Vin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's gonna be so hip. You know, she's gonna hook up with Strange, and conquer the dark dimension together. So that'll be sweet. Yeah, and then so our- it sounds like another four. Sequel of Doctor Strange is on the way. Well, as the credits say, Doctor Strange will return. After, of course, Cumberbatch takes a break because it's burned him the fuck out. Yeah, I don't blame him. He's been, like, since the first one, like, no, he hasn't had a full movie until now. He's been, like, a part of, like, almost every fucking movie since then, though. Yeah, he's the big ones, like, you know, Infinity War, Endgame, No Way Home. Like, he's been a significant part of those movies. So I get it. Uh, In our post-post credits, Pizza Papa, Finally stops hitting himself. It's over. <laughs> that that post credit scene is up there in greatness. <laughs> With when I think it was Spider Man Homecoming, yeah, when it was yeah. a Captain America video, and him going, "Man, you really waited." <laughs> Sometimes long... you just sit there and nothing really happens. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, like I, I like when they do that. Like, look, I get it. We for post credit things and teases. You know, mid credit does one tease, post credit does another tease. You know, it teases what's to come. But I, I appreciate that. Like, they, they have that fun occasionally. Every so often, it's like, you know what? Let's just have some fun. Let's troll a little bit. I'm a fan of this type of trolling. It's harm, it's harmless, and it's all in good fun. Um, yeah. So like with Captain America, that one made me laugh. This one made me laugh, and he stopped punching. <laughs> it seems like it's over and then it goes to black and i'm like ah i see what you did there and i approve yeah me too nine out of ten i enjoyed this a lot i don't care what people are saying that you know i just i thought it made sense i thought the story was good i thought the use of wanda as the villain was really cool i love the cameos of the illuminati that was just amazing to me and you know pizza papa gets paid so i'm yeah i i love this yeah, uh, it's it's awesome between a high eight or nine for me. This is I had a lot of fun with this. Um, you know, it's not like look, go and think with the expectation it's not gonna be what you thought it was gonna be for the past fucking year. Um, this is yes, it's a multiverse film, yes, but it's to me they had a lot more fun what they want to do with it. Yeah. Not it's not really trying to change shit hard like the last couple of multiverse stuff has been with Loki and fucking um. No way home, and to an extent, WandaVision obviously that a lot of that plays in this. But uh, with that said, yeah, um, just a fun movie. So happy to see Sam Raimi back behind the camera. Um, he to me really aced in bringing us an MCU film, but with like really pushing the horror elements. Makes me really excited for some of the stuff they have coming up, like Blade, that it will be even more horror. So I'm very excited now on what they'll do with it. What um, I'm very excited about is that now Raimi is back in the spotlight, and people are. You know, he, he um, I know that um, he said he wants to do a Stephen King movie. Uh, I, I just heard, I just saw that on my phone not too long ago. A couple uh, minutes before I actually started recording, I was like, oh shit. 
some story from four past midnight i haven't read yet but still like you know ramey's got options now and I'm, I'm excited to see what he what he does next yeah he took a really i think like a decade-long break since oz the great and powerful yeah um whatever happened there that burned him out i'm happy he got <laughs> reinvigorated <laughs> to come back so yeah glad to have him back um yeah i'm like you love the illuminati secrets of fumble cameras we do there and um i'm yeah, another solid film. Um, I am, if only, if anything, I am so wondering what the overall plan is for this phase. <laughs> I really would like some clarification soon. Marvel, please. Well, I think right now they're establishing the rules of the multiverse so that when we meet Kang and he starts conquering, we'll know what to expect. I think that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, okay. But yeah, overall, just a lot of fun. Um, I'm with you. Fuck what people are saying, like, Half of these things you're saying, like, can easily get rebuttal, have a rebuttal on my opinion. Like, the whole, like, side with, oh, it doesn't make sense with Scott. Like, watch WandaVision, it all makes sense. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen fucking kills it in this movie in her role. Like, this has been to me the best look at Scarlet Witch's powers that we've seen in the MCU yet. Like, she, she kills it on a performance level, too. So, yeah, like a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the show out of this movie. Yeah, same. This was fun. I love when we get one of these. It's a great movie. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. If you like the show, you can follow us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Filmgasm Productions, where you can send us suggestions for films to do or email us at filmgasm at gmail.com. Check out the website, filmgasm.com, where we have reviews, articles, trailers, and every episode of our shows. And if you want to uh, donate to us you can uh, click on support this podcast we appreciate anything you feel like we have earned next week we see the release of the latest stephen king adaptation a remake of firestarter that will be released in theaters and on peacock simultaneously i'm going to wait till the reviews come out and then decide if it's going to be peacock or the theaters wow yeah shit's expensive so yeah <laughs> I'll see how my toe feels. Me and my ringtone are there. So if I'm, I feel good enough, I'll, I'll go. If not, I'll just use Peacock. So I have Josh's account. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm, I like that I have options this time. I'm sure it'll be good. It looks good. Um, sure. That's going to be our main focus. Uh, we're also getting a new World War II biopic on Netflix titled Operation Mincemeat, which looks promising. So I'll probably check that one out too. Don't miss the original Firestarter on Wednesday's Filmgasm. Freddie got fingered on Friday's Beyond the Bad, going real bad on Friday. And Shanghai Express on Oscar Sunday, going classic, 1932. Have a great week. Keep watching movies.